welcome to the Open Government Podcast. I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasta. Each episode of the Open Government Podcast, we will be bringing you an interview with someone working on open government and citizen engagement in their community. And today we have with us Don Arnold, who is a Moncton City Councilor. You may you might remember that last season we had a different uh, Moncton City Councilor, a gentleman by the name of Daniel Bourgeois. But now we have a second one. And Don, you should be... Uh, I don't know what's going on with Moncton, but I'm getting a lot of counselors from Moncton on the show. Or should I say we're getting a lot of counselors from Moncton on the show. You guys seem to be really involved in your community. There is a lot happening in Moncton. And one of the things uh, that I recall, because you were definitely part of the Open Government podcast, uh, sorry, the Open Government tour, um, you, you had this perspective of the citizen versus the taxpayer which is a very unique approach on uh, sort of your constituency. So do you mind just diving into that a little bit for us? Okay, sure. Um, I guess, well, first of all, I've only been a politician for uh, two and a half years. So it's all fairly new to me. But what kept striking me over and over was that uh, a lot of my fellow politicians would call them the taxpayer. You know, the taxpayer, they pay their taxes, they have their rights, this sort of thing. And to me... I think that the conversation should be much more around citizens and and the rights and the roles of citizens, because I believe that citizens are more than just taxpayers. They have, uh, you know, a role to play in, in making our communities better all the time. So so it's not just that, you know, that classic example, you know, you have your Coke machine, you put your money in and you expect your Coke to come out. You put your taxes in, you expect your services to come out. I think that whole structure is broken and and we need to start from scratch and and redevelop the relationship between between politicians and between citizens and I think that that comes from an ongoing dialogue between the two. So if 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 citizens are more than just taxpayers what are they how do you define their role what uh, what should they be doing and that that perhaps they're not doing right now? Well, I think I think it's a two-way street. I think that citizens uh, need to be more engaged, but in order to become more engaged, they need politicians who are willing to to engage them. Uh, you know the old ada- um, saying that uh, knowledge is power. Uh, I think traditionally politicians have kept that knowledge in a certain way. They haven't wanted to to share it because because that is the power. So I truly believe in the more we can share, the more we can have conversations, the more we can educate citizens, the better it is so that they can be implicated in the process, they can care about the process and and want to make things better. Now that's one of the things that people who know me, people that have listened to the podcast are um, quite familiar with is that I I have a big mistrust towards politicians. And at our event in Moncton, Danielle was quite clear with me that it differentiated between a professional politician and a municipal politician like yourself, and that there are different um, motivating factors. So let me ask you a different question here, because you're talking about a role of what a politician politician should do. Do you see that same differentiation as Danielle in that you may not have, say, the, the, the politicking of the party politics that influences you as a city councillor? 
Well, absolutely. There, it, at least in New Brunswick, there are are no partisan politics in municipal uh, politics. We nobody uh, follows any sort of party lines. So, so while that's very liberating because you really truly can vote your conscience, uh, it also sometimes is a little more difficult to get things done. I mean, there are advantages to to the party system as well. There's um, a, a perspective that I have. I've written about it. It comes from Samara to a certain extent. Samara Canada, who is a, a research charity in Canada in political engagement, and they make mention that at least at the federal level, there seems to be a lot of inconsisten- inconsistency in terms of the role of the politician in federal politics. And I suggested that maybe since there's so much inconsistency, we should redefine the role of the politician away from an arbiter to that of a facilitator, essentially acting as a kind of person who's able to create consensus in their constituency and lead people through tough decisions. Do you have a perspective on that yourself in terms of redefining, not so much in municipal politics, but on a, on a bigger scale of redefining the role of politicians that is perhaps more aligned with open government values? Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, that's your definition is what leadership is all about. That's what a true leader does is bring people together and and create consensus. So that's what that's what we should be doing. But when when you look at I don't know if you've read the book, it's um, it was a fabulous read, uh, fairly depressing. It was called Tragedy in the Commons. Yeah, that's a Samara book. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, and, Alison Lote and um, Michael McMillan are the founders of Samara. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> well, it's it's. I mean, that's a that's a fantastic book. Highly depressing to think that you know they interview those eighty eight exiting politicians and not one of them said that they truly wanted to be a politician. I mean, they had all been outliers, right? They just wanted to make change. But even even career politicians took no pride in it. They didn't want to call themselves politicians. They weren't really politicians. Uh, they, they, they felt shame almost for it. And I'm thinking if a career politician feels shame for what they're doing, our system is truly broken. And if they don't want to call themselves a politician, how on earth would you ever think a citizen is going to have any faith or, or um, uh, respect for a politician? That's a really good insight, actually, and uh, and the tragedy of the commons was really articulate around elucidating some of these issues. So, in light of that, can I ask what what are some things that you you are able to do, um, or people in your role are able to do, whether in Moncton or some best cases examples of how you've seen it done elsewhere, and how to really get people, get citizens who are more than taxpayers, to be part of the process, to be part of governance. Well, I think it's all about education. And since I've begun this journey, I I post constantly. I I write, every meeting I go to, I write a report. I tell people what's going on, what my thoughts are, what, I ask them their opinion. What do you think about this? How should we, how should we proceed with this? I mean, we have big, thorny, complex issues out there and there are no easy answers to them. But I truly believe, and I've seen this, that when you engage people, you let them know what's going on. They have fabulous insight. And that's how you also build trust with people is, is by having that ongoing two-way conversation. It's, it's absolutely vital. The, um, 
the big thing for me is also the element of the mass media in creating that relationship because traditionally media outlets have acted as that sort of in-between between politicians and citizens. But it seems as though they they and I'm being very pointed here, and this is where I'm gonna ask Samir. Samir, please like reel me in here because you're once again your voice you're the voice of the you are the voice of reason on the Open Government Podcast. Well, we don't need too much reason, so keep going, <laughs> Richard. I'll, I'll, I'll reel you in if necessary, but you're doing all right. Uh, is that media really likes to stir the crap because it creates clicks, it creates more views, and they don't seem to be, in my personal opinion, that interested in creating collaboration. They make their money off of creating strife, creating tension. Um, I don't know if you, Don, as a municipal politician in Moncton, have, have faced that. Like, Do you have a perspective on that whole dynamic of where media plays in open government? Well, uh, luckily, at this point, I haven't um, I haven't been on the uh, receiving end of of any of that. But I would agree that, that I think that's a really astute observation that I find that journalists, they just pounce on every everything and they try to create this uh, divergence of opinion. And and I don't think it's really healthy that the, some of the exchanges that they have and um I think it's quite unfortunate. But what I'm finding as I increasingly get a larger and larger following on social media is that I, I can create um, my own level of trust. And people come to me now to find out what I think about things and what's going on. And they ask, they ask me questions. And I, I wonder if maybe, um, maybe journalism journalists are going to have to change their tact a little bit i don't know and uh the, the future of media is 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 uh interesting topic that we haven't really explored too much here and it might be something to look into but sadly we have to wrap up pretty soon so i wanted to leave you with one question there's a few other city councillors and people who are aspiring city councillors that listen to this podcast so before you go, is there one piece of advice that you would give, whether a current people in politics or a people who are aspiring to get into politics, what is one piece of advice that they can take away from them to start not just thinking of their citizens as more than just taxpayers, but actually acting in that way? Well, I just think it's being true to who you are. I, I always find it so unfortunate when you hear of someone like, well, we'll use the example of Michael Gennadiev, who could have been a great politician, but, you know, he was he let his handlers tell him that he had to go to Tim Hortons and drink coffee at Tim Hortons, even though that was not what he ever did. I think that the public wants authenticity and they want people to be who they are. And I think they can sniff it out if you're you're acting fake and not being who you are. So I, I think just it's it's probably trite, but I think just authenticity is what the public wants. And I totally agree with you. And, and that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed having, you know, Danielle at the event, yourself, Dawn, at the event in Moncton and, and calling you guys back because um, I certainly hope that some of the values that we see in municipal politics can be brought to a larger platform or a larger environment. So thank you for, uh, for doing all that great work in Moncton and being part of the Open Government Tour, as well as now the Open Government Podcast. Well, thank you. 
Thanks so much. That was Counselor Don Arnold from Moncton, New Brunswick on the Open Government Podcast. If you have any questions about today's episode, you can reach Don on Twitter at Don underscore Moncton or on her website at DonArnold.ca. And as per usual, you can always send us questions on our hashtag at OGTPod. Thanks again to Keith McDonald of Cheryl's Crush for the podcast music. So until next time, I'm Richard Pietro. And I'm Samir Vasa. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with our next interview. Thank you.